Welcome to the Abbott Circle podcast. I'm Father Ambrose Christ, and I'm the novice master here at St. Michael's Abbey. We hope that you enjoy the following recording. To learn more about the Norbertines, visit theabbotcircle.com. God bless you. Feast of Saints Philip and James, happy name day to our Father James, falls in Paschal Tide which is a perfect time to celebrate these two direct eyewitnesses of the risen Lord. In his list of post-resurrection appearances from the first reading today, St. Paul twice mentions Christ's appearance to the apostles. But St. James is mentioned as the recipient of a unique and mysterious personal appearance of the risen Lord an encounter which the scriptures leave shrouded in mystery. And while the first reading today mentioned that unique honor experienced by St. James, the gospel brings up a rather tense encounter experienced by St. Philip before the resurrection. It's clear that a dissatisfaction had been brewing within St. Philip, a dissatisfaction that was finally surfacing Master, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. This request is a rather painful one to hear from Philip, who was an early enthusiast of Jesus, even once curing the skeptic Nathaniel, who asked, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? To which Philip responded, Come and see. But now the one who encouraged the skeptic to come and see informs Jesus that he wants to see more proof before he is satisfied. And what's more, Philip hides his own personal dissatisfaction by safely couching it within an impersonal comment about all the apostles' dissatisfaction. Show us the Father, and we shall be satisfied. The problem is plural. But Jesus meets Philip's dissatisfaction with a personal dissatisfaction of his own, calling out Philip. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? Do you not believe? Jesus sees straight through Philip's impersonal presentation and makes it personal and singular. Have I been with you for so long a time, and you still do not know me, Philip? The Savior's dissatisfaction is understandable. He's already been through this topic with the apostles. In fact, here he sounds like a teacher who has just reviewed a perfectly taught lesson, responding to a student who wasn't quite paying attention. A student who asks, sorry, can you repeat that? All of that. Philip wants to see the Father. Yet in multiple places, Jesus has previously taught That the Father is in me, he says, and I am in the Father. And furthermore, he says, I and the Father are one. 
So he reviews this with Philip one more time. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. Here, Christ is teaching that the satisfaction Philip is looking for is really already his. Not only is Philip's desire to see the Father already in a mysterious way granted, but the Savior takes it one step further. For just a few verses later, he says, I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Jesus is teaching that not only will Philip see the Father, but is in the Father because he is in the Son. That's how close he really is. This is what Jesus was teaching. And truly, Jesus deserves the title good teacher. Even the best of earthly teachers becomes impatient by such interactions with their students. And perhaps such teachers even demand there be no more questions, no more requests. But Jesus shows untiring generosity as a teacher. For after he responds to Philip's request, the gospel ends with the Savior making a request of his own to Philip and the apostles. He says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything of me in my name, I will do it. He doesn't say, ask no more questions. He says, ask whatever. Sometimes, like Philip, we've been with Jesus for a long time. And are surprised we find that we really don't understand him or his teaching or what he's doing in our lives. He told us we could ask for anything in his name, and so we do. And it doesn't always seem like he responds as he promised. So we become dissatisfied. And suddenly our dissatisfaction surfaces, and we bring it up with him. And this is a good thing. If, like St. Philip, we're willing to be corrected, to re-examine what Jesus has done for us and is doing for us, if we're willing to carefully consider and reconsider his work in our lives and his blessings, we so often see that he's actually already answered our prayers and been answering our prayers all along in his own way far better, far better than we imagined. There's a really beautiful transparency between Jesus and St. Philip today. And the scene reveals that they did share a a common dissatisfaction with each other. But on the flip side, they shared something else far more profound. They also shared a desire to be satisfied by each other. Their dissatisfaction did not split them apart. And so Philip was willing to be corrected and stay in Jesus' company. And Jesus was willing to correct Philip and keep him in his company. And in the end, the only dissatisfaction that remained for St. Philip and likewise for St. James was the dissatisfaction they had for this world. 
which is why they were both willing to suffer so much here, even their brutal martyrdoms, and so enter into eternal life, where they can say in unending joy and complete fulfillment with no doubt whatsoever, Master, you have shown us the Father, and we are satisfied. Thank you for listening to the Abbott Circle Podcast. If you enjoyed listening or were spiritually nourished, please leave a review to help our podcast grow. Thanks again. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to the Abbott Circle Podcast. If you enjoyed listening or were spiritually nourished, please leave a review to help our podcast grow. Thanks again. God bless you.